0: Hey Chad, I just have one simple question for you. What is it? Do you really wanna do you really wanna taste it? Welcome to it's Respawn Fire, Kickass. Do you really wanna Welcome to Responding Fire, Kick Ass Reverent Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. Today we got with us here John Cena's body double himself. Chad Michael.
1: I'm a big muscle man. I got big muscle muscles. And I'm very funny. He's so freaking funny. If you would have, if you would have told me seven years ago—that's about when I remember him not doing movies, right? Seven years ago, if you would have told me John Cena is going to be one of the funniest actors, he's going to pull the Channing Tatum on you, I'm going to be like, no, you're not. That dude's just nothing but muscles. There's no way he's going to have acting ability, and he's legitimately really good. He's so fucking funny. He has a lot of like, he has a lot of range. Oddly enough, in this hilarious mm-hmm. show. God, way to go, John Cena. Way to go, James Gunn.
0: Way to go, the whole cast and crew. Yeah. Uh, This is episode 241 of Responding Fire. Catch us on twitch.tv slash It's Normally Sunday evenings around 8.30 Eastern. YouTube and podcast services on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Where Eagly will be... Eagly will be there, (coughs) and he will watch it with you. (laughs) Funny thing, Eagly's voice is done by D. Bradley Baker... Voice of Klaus the Fish from American Dad, and all of the Storm tro- or Clone Troopers, excuse me, in the Star Wars animated shows. He has D. Bradley Baker, is a fantastic actor.
1: I was about to say, like, really, he does all the Clone Troopers? That sounds stupid. But then, like, <laughs> other clones. It makes sense that they're all the, the same, same place. Yep.
0: <laughs> he does a very good New Zealand accent. Very, very good. Upcoming on today's show: more Peacekeeper, uh, Sony making moves in 2022, Barlog won a God of War on PC, and Call of Duty might be changing things up in the coming year. Whoa. so we're gonna go ahead and go to our main quest it's just the big one this one i took a little liberties yeah just throwing hands in the air mm-hmm. doing the thrust movement robert patrick doing the thru- thrust movement oh, god it's so yep. good um this one's a bit of a, a bit of a read i took different stories and i'm like i'm gonna make an essay and this would not essay not as in like your friend
1: or your pal in a latin no. sense
0: not as in, not as in friend but as in college paper you would turn in that i would fail because this isn't super long but it would be good in high school
1: it depends on how long so, the requirement was for the essay and how spaced you can make the lines
0: yeah double space 17 size saunt comic sans
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: sony's game plan for 2022 this is from many stories i pulled it from ign GameSpot, the usual places but if you want to look these stories out just google the things that i talk about basically so we're starting number one. It's all for what Sony's gonna got going on. A new patent filed by Sony with PS5 lead designer Mark Cerny as one of its inventors might give an indication of improvements coming to the console's backwards compatibility. So this is all about this patent that PS5 filed recently. Uh, the new pile, the new patent, excuse me, filed last year but approved this month, makes specific mention of backwards compatibility with the patent detailing a solution that allows current consoles hardware to mimic older ones to actually run games. Processing clock speeds can often make games designed for slower hardware, uh, not be able to function at all. So basically it's like, Hey, we patented a thing so we could replicate or whatever. We're trying to do PS3. That's what it is. Right. We're PS5 trying to make PS5. Backwards
1: we're trying to say, Hey, PS5, you're way too powerful. And sometimes that fucks us up whenever we're trying to run whole older, slower games. So we're going to take that and we're going to reduce your power to exactly what the ps3 had so we can actually run these games at the right speeds
0: Mm -hmm. which is yeah like same thing on xbox whenever you have an xbox series x and you boot up an original xbox game the console thinks it's an original xbox so it's just playing the game as if it was in its native you know like a native hardware
1: but also it's i don't know how technology Mm -hmm. works it also adds like auto hdr and frame rate improvements it's like fucking science man
0: It's crazy. Uh, It's unclear, given the language in the filing, whether it's meant to reference current backwards compatibility that we already have with the PS4 games playing on PS5, or if it's something new. Again, a lot of people are thinking this is PS3 stuff coming to PS5, which would be very cool. You get those games which are only available streaming, I believe, correct? With PS Now. uh,
1: Yes. PS3 games are only available streaming. Even PS Now, like if you have PS4 games on PS Now, you can download them and play them. But PS3 are strictly streaming.
0: Yeah, because of that cell processor. Remember, they thought that was a great idea. (sighs) Boy. So, second part of my essay. Teacher, please give me good points for this one. This, again, we're we're all building a story for what Sony's doing in 2022. Following reports that PlayStation is asking UK retailers to begin removing PSN Now retail cards, PlayStation has confirmed... Mm -hmm that it's streamlining its gift card offerings altogether. Uh-huh. So, according to a message sent out by Game, which is the retailer in the UK, which their their GameStop, basically, UK stores were asked to remove PlayStation Now subscription cards by January 21st in a statement to IGN. PlayStation says, Globally, we're moving from PlayStation Now gift cards to focus on our current cash uh, denomination PlayStation gift cards, which can be redeemed for PlayStation Now. So, no specific PlayStation Now card, just give me money for my PlayStation. Uh, Bloomberg... Previously reported that Sony intends to merge PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, which is the whole Spartacus thing, multi-tiers, whatever. They're getting rid of PlayStation Now and maybe combining the two. So, what do we have, students? We've got PS3 backwards compatibility on PS5, Ooh. potentially, and we have, we're have we getting rid of all the retail cards and just moving to money. So, where there's no more PlayStation Now cards. Interesting.
1: Do you think that this, this store in the UK called Game... Do you think that GameStop was named because they came over to America and they're like hey we want to start a game store why don't we just call it the same thing in the UK so they sent a telegram saying hey what do you guys call your store and the UK sent a telegram back and it says Game Stop
0: Yes Get in it? 1877 they sent back the telegram and said
1: <laughs> Game Stop
0: I'm like you know what perfect
1: and they were like ah we got like a Stop and like no it's part of the telegram I'm so you funny. idiots learn how to read to Topography?
0: No. What's a telegram? Topography is
1: like elevation on a map.
0: Yeah, elevation. Yeah. Typography. Not geography. Well, geography is, fonts is similar. And
1: typeface.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm in college right now. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> Another story to go along with my college papers. Mm-hmm. Again, PS3 games. No more retail cards. PlayStation 3 games, several PlayStation 3 games were recently reported spotted on the PS5 store, causing speculation that again, the the backwards compatibility. VGC reported that the PS3 game Dead or Alive 5 uh, briefly listed a display price of $7.99. I think that's euros or pounds that's or whatever pounds, those yeah. Europeans use. You know, those fucking weirdos. <laughs> Previously redirected users to PlayStation Now version of the game. Additionally, other users reported similar new listings from the PS3 version of Bejeweled, Prince of Persia, Forgotten Sands, Two Thrones, two Prince of Persia games, um, each with their own individual price. These were not purch- purchasable, at these prices so there were all these ps3 games that it used to be like click here to stream now it's like click here to buy
1: Hmm. yep yep playstation now gift cards going away and playstation network cards replacing them but also the playstation symbol like playstation now symbol going away on some things on accident that service is going in the trash that service is going in the trash we're getting standalone versions of ps3 games i can't wait yes
0: Standalone or part of one big package, too. Maybe. We'll see. So now I jumped over and said, Hey, Phil Spencer, I got some questions for you. He said, Hey, I talked to Ryan McCaffrey, so go look at that interview. (laughs) And I said, All right, I will will quote this interview. So, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has reacted to rumors that PlayStation is working on a service similar to Xbox Game Pass, saying that he sees it as an inevitability and is the right answer for how to get gamers or how to get games to players. Uh, Speaking to Ryan McCaffrey of IGN, Spencer addressed the rumors, uh, which pointed to a new service called Spartacus, because we've been talking about this whole time. Uh, as you know, this is all Spencer quotes, of course. As you know, so many of these things actually intertwine with themselves from backwards compatibility in terms of way of building out a library of games that we have shipped on PC and console simultaneously. Knowing that Game Pass is going uh, is going to come and we want to bring Game Pass to multiple platforms, all these decisions kind of stack on top of themselves. I don't think it. Uh, I don't mean it to sound like we've got it all figured out, but I think the right answer is allowing your customers to play the games they want to play, where they want to play them, and giving them a choice about how to build their library, and being transparent with them about what our plans in terms of PC initiatives and our cross-gen initiatives and some things. So when I hear others doing things like Game Pass or coming to PC, it makes sense to me because I think that's the right answer. So all this uh, clues, Scooby Doo is following the clues. He's eating the sandwiches and following the clues to the unmasking. <laughs> And Phil, they unmask it, and it's Phil Spencer, and he said, "You know what? Good idea, PlayStation. We did it as well, and we think he said this is inevitable."
1: He, uh, as so he yeah. was Thanos. He says, "I am inevitable."
0: He did it. So Phil Spencer thinks it's a good idea. He understands where the where he sees the the you know the gaming landscape going. Again, story after story you know kind of giving us this information chad what's what is happening with playstation oh. and is it happening soon and what's going on in 2022 seems like some interesting things perhaps
1: so chance. many very good things very good things as a precursor i just want you to i want you to imagine for a second fade up from black 60 frames oh. per second oh. there's a young man in a game stop well in a game mm-hmm. stop Selling all of his games. (laughs) Yeah. All of his PlayStation 3 games in 2012. And instead exchanging them out for PSN credit. So that he can have digital versions of his PS3 games. When the PS4 revolution comes. And he can play them backwards compatible on PS4. That young man made a very bad choice at the time. (laughs) But it is paying off 10 years later. When we might finally be getting... Some backwards compatibility here on PS5. So it looks like I've been predicting for years, like literally you can go back and listen to our predictions episodes. I've been predicting for multiple years, I think two, that PlayStation now is going to be folded into PlayStation Plus to compete with Game Pass. And it looks like it's finally about to happen. Um, I think that, that the, the excuse that PlayStation came out with saying, Oh yeah, we're just you know, simplifying our gift card op- offerings. There's, a, there's like a, a tiny, tiny bit of truth there that, yes, you can walk in and you can buy a 12-month PlayStation Plus membership and a 12-month PlayStation Now membership and a $50 PSN gift card and then any other denomination of all three of those things. And it's like they're, they all look very similar, so it can be a little confusing. Mm. But that is obviously just them trying to save face without saying, hey, yeah, we're going to reveal this brand new product to you prematurely uh, based on this or news uh, thing that came out. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's inevitable. It's happening very soon because we're starting to see these things on the back end. We're starting to see the PlayStation Now logo being replaced. We're starting to see gift cards taken away as of, what was the date again? January 21st. January 21st. So that's in a few days. That is this week. Uh, So hopefully that means that we have a PlayStation State of Play or some kind of announcement coming very soon. Kind of detailing what this all means. That's just the subscription side of thing, Adam. That's that's just like what do these two things ma- like meld into? But the fact that we're also getting like not just like hey, PlayStation Now benefits are now part of PlayStation Plus. That's one option it could go. But they're actually like saying, hey, these games are purchasable for money individually. And maybe we'll end up streaming those games. Maybe you'll end up downloading them from this patent. It sounds like we might be downloading them. However, that doesn't necessarily mean a lot to me because there have been lots of patents in the past that never end up coming to fruition. Things like the ability to, for developers to automatically add trophies to PS1 classics without having to go back in and reprogram them to pop in the game itself. They can just like add mm-hmm. in a trophy layer. That never came to fruition as PS1 classics are basically dead and you can't play them anywhere yet um so like there there are patents Uh that have happened and even a few years ago playstation's like oh backwards compatibility is something that a lot of people say (laughs) they want but no one actually uses but like this looks like it's coming true and because they're linked because they're playstation 3 titles linked on the psn and they're not like playstation 5 games of a ps3 game kind of like a remaster or just like a re-release on ps5 Uh, I think it's all going to be tracked back to your PSN ID and like it's all going to be really, really great. So I think for me, this is going to be a very, very wonderful thing. And they won't have to dig out my PS3 anymore, ever going to play Prince of Persia or anything else. Um, If if streaming is the only way to do it, quite honestly, game streaming, as long as you're plugged into Ethernet and you have a trillion download speed and upload speed, I think you're going to be totally fine. Uh, Any indication of like wi-fi speeds from my experiences over christmas like it's definitely not there yet so i do hope there's a download option if that is it uh, gonna be the case but whatever it is it's all happening very soon and i think it's a suit i like phil spencer see phil spencer and i are very very similar we're both super smart dudes and we both think this is a Mm. great idea that's it
0: i like it yeah i'm with you on this uh That'd be awesome if one day it's just like oh by the way it was the same thing when uh, Xbox did backwards compatibility they're like oh we have backwards compatibility now and you owned 100 games on 360 that are now just on your in your library here you go you already yeah. own them have them buddy And can that you was imagine awesome
1: because of the file size of these things like you can fit an entire PS3 library probably on like a i don't know a, a 30 gigabyte hard drive probably I don't know that's a, that's an extreme yeah. exaggeration but
0: they're like this game's 12
1: gigs it's huge Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It'll
0: be wonderful. It'll be great. And I'm very interested in, in Spartacus getting that January 21st date seems like. So we you know we have horizon coming very soon. So maybe we get a state of play. You're like, Hey, here's the last stuff on horizon. Also, here's this other thing we're doing. Um, Cause yeah, a, a, a new subscription service would be great. Again, I enjoy my PS plus, but if they were like, Hey, you can get all this other stuff, PS3 games, blah, 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 blah. And it's the same of what you're paying now for the base. I know we'll see we'll see what they offer me but I like more options I'm not gonna be mad at that and if they do something that's even a quarter of what game pass is yeah people will be very happy because that'll be super cool and if they matched it it'd be like oh shit like gaming is awesome just pay subscription and fucking have fun um it'll be very good have a very good time and it's very, about time for fun. them
1: to modernize this too because playstation now has been around for uh, an entire generation because I remember I remember playing it on, I couldn't I remember, remember they whether they bought I it on Kai. PS3. Yeah, they bought Gaikai long. Yeah, I remember they ago. bought them forever. Yeah, but I, I think I remember playing the beta on PS3, and then you had to play it on PS4 with a DualShock 3. You couldn't play it with a DualShock 4 controller. Mm-hmm. So it's been around since like the beginning of that generation at the at least. But it's it's essentially been the same. They've added downloads, but it's essentially been the same. But now we have Game Pass, we have Luna, we have Stadia, we have Ubisoft Plus is coming to Microsoft consoles either. Just did, or it's coming very soon.
0: Very soon, yeah.
1: You've um, got uh, freaking EA Play has been a part of, or they don't call it EA, the EA Access, EA whatever. The, the <laughs> it was EA Access, now it's EA Play. That's it. That's now integrated into Game Pass. Like it, it, they're all super modern, and they're all trying out these new business models and, and trying new things, and PlayStation's kind of been standing still in that space for a long time. So I'm excited to see them hopefully start shaking things up.
0: Yeah, I love when... Companies get put on their heels and like have to, you know, like modernize it. Cause I remember not long ago, PlayStation is like, we believe in console generation. So, da, 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 da. we don't want backward, we don't want multi gen stuff. And then they're like, oh, we can't make PS5, so everything's multi gen, yeah. which is better for the consumer overall, you know, as long as it's not holding the games back too much. Uh, there's a lot of things that they seem like they wouldn't be interested in, but I feel like they had to, just like when. 360 was on top of the world they could do whatever the fuck they wanted and the xbox one came out when it was a disaster and then like phil came in they're like yo phil phil you're just as smart as chad come on in here and fix (laughs) xbox for us and then i've loved phil phil's been great he's done a lot of cool stuff again the fact that game pass is like a big thing i mean phil's part of that team so i like when people when there's competition and people are forced to modernize and then everyone wins you know i win i just get cool stuff for you know hopefully cheap. And then Nintendo's going to Nintendo, but we'll ignore them for now.
1: Yeah, Nintendo's going to continue to piss you off and give you a little glint of hope every once in a while and then continue to piss you off. And you'll keep buying because you can't fucking, fucking stop get yourself. In. <laughs> but awesome. I love it. Fun story. How do you think I did on my
0: essay if you had to grade me in college and in high school? What would you give me?
1: So, your you had a lot of quotes in there, which was great. Mm-hmm. A lot of good like reputable sources. You didn't have a bibliography at the end of it though, so I couldn't tell exactly what articles and what date they were written and italicized things weren't. It was all plagiarized. All plagiarized. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't like a a conclusion and there wasn't a thesis statement with three parts of it and it was like, Mm -hmm. but it was good content. So the content got me all the way up to a B plus. I got a boner plus right now.
0: Poner plus. I'm more. To, I'm not really a traditional essay maker. More like mm-hmm. an indie guy. Kind of yeah. do things my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, forget thesis statements. You're like an essay entrepreneur. Yeah. Sure. That's <laughs> what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things we do here, what about some playtime?
1: Mm-hmm. Playtime. Uh, I'll start by saying we are me and my beautiful little raid team, which I think we've we have. A, we have So raids require six people, Mm -hmm. and for a long time, it has been me, Matt, Dallas, Audrey, and Jerrica. And the five of us have been doing these for a while, and we would switch out the fifth person every once in a while, or if one of the five of us couldn't be there, we might have two new people, and it's been frustrating. And -hmm. then a couple months ago, I told them, I was like, listen, guys. I don't want to raid with anyone else but you. I want, to, I want to give you all rings, and we're all just going to sit here and just be monogamous together for the rest of it. I just want you five. That's it. And then, But we still had a sixth slot open, and we couldn't re- regularly hmm. get someone to commit to it. So that, that revolving person was Neil. Whoever that was, whether it was a person... I don't, there have been a lot of people that have come and gone in that fifth spot, and I couldn't remember any of their names, and all of them I've called Neil <laughs> because I'm a bad person and <laughs> I'm <laughs> rude. And uh, so Joel is our most recent Neil, Joel from from um, Pixel Street Podcast. And he's been with us for the last like two weeks. and he's been like consistently uh-huh. like, "Hey, anybody on doing this? Anybody want to read this?" And I was like, "Oh, I like this. I like this drive." And so I've been really loving him having him on there. He was playing on Xbox, and we had to use game chat, and that was fine. And then he started getting on PlayStation this last two raids, and it was it's been a wonderful experience with him. But I also, I'm one of those people who like, who will chase away the things that are good for me, and I will mm-hmm. I will push the people that I love away. And so I'd like to use this opportunity to apologize to Joel for shitting on you for using hand cannons during that final encounter <laughs> in Vault of Glass. Your guns are great, Joel. I'm sure whatever you were using was working for you and in, in your play style, and your hand cannons are great. And just because I use Fusion rifles and linear fusion rifles doesn't mean that you have to and you are wonderful in your own ways, and I appreciate you. And that's it. That's, that's my Destiny 2 stuff for this week. Were you toxic? Is that what we're saying? I was, <laughs> we were just at this part where like, <laughs> it was getting difficult to break or you have to shoot these things in the right order at exactly the right time yeah. and things like that. At I've the seen the vault of glass. And, and so people are calling him out, and then it was me and Joel together in, in the last encounter, like, we had to shoot things together, and it was, like, the first mm-hmm. time that night we had been paired up, and I had to reload or something, or I was, something happened where I couldn't do it, and then Joel, we, didn't, we broke them, we didn't break them anywhere fast enough. Or he wasn't, or we get the damage screen, and his damage was, like, a lot lower than everyone else's, and Dallas says, what are you using, Joel? And he's like, I'm using a hand cannon. And I said, no, no, Joel, no, you're not. Please, dear God. And then, like, later in the raid, I was like destroying oracles like that. And Dallas was like, damn, Chad, you're just blasting through those. I was like, yeah, I'm not using no fucking hand cannon. Uh, So I was being a little bit of an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my formal apology, Joel. You're beautiful the way that you are. And thank you for raiding with us. And maybe don't use hand cannons next time. (laughs) Maybe. maybe, Maybe I'll try hand cannons next time, and it'll be great. Don't do that uh but you're the you're the best Neil we've ever had and I hope you stay with us forever um oh, speaking of great multiplayer experiences halo infinite multiplayer man i've been i've been sucked in like a freaking tractor beam to that thing and mm-hmm. this was the first week that i felt like i played enough with some friends and then i played a little bit on my own i usually don't like playing competitive multiplayer games on by myself like never did it with warzone never did it with call of duty um vanguard or cold war or anything like that so like I'm surprised that I'm getting this into it that I'm playing competitively by myself, which has been exciting. But uh, still, number one complaint with that entire game is the fucking cosmetics and rewards and the battle pass is all garbage. It's all trash things that no one cares about, and they're all like this shoulder looks slightly different than this shoulder, and then you're gonna unlock this fanny pack, which is a little grayer than the other fanny pack, or you get this shader. It's just a color. It's just a color palette but you can Mm -hmm. only wear it on one of your three armor sets because you can't paint the other, like for some reason, bright teal is incompatible with one that can get bright green or bright blue, but you can't put bright teal on that thing. And that just makes me so fucking, and so this week I was close enough by like Saturday that I was like, oh man, I only have like four more challenges for the week before I get the ultimate reward. And it looked like this dope cool emblem. And it was like from Halo Reach and it's like, Master Chief with his hand down by his side and stuff like that. And it looked cool. And I thought I was going to be able to use that as like my character banner, emblem, shit like that. No. It is a little tiny sticker that goes on my armor that hides behind another useless piece of shit so that nobody will ever see this thing on me. No one will (laughs) ever know that I was better than them this week. So, yeah. Uh, Having a lot of fun with the game, but god damn. The the whole customization and, and progression and battle pass stuff is just still... Completely stupid.
0: Now here's what I can say, which is cool. The gameplay is good. That's the number one thing. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I played Apex Legends since that game launched, and their season one, quote unquote, of Battle Pass stuff was trash. It was awful, absolutely awful. But they learned from their mistakes, and it's been fire ever since. Fortnite season one, they were just straight of like, yeah, we're, we're stealing PUBG, and it was like you can buy. You couldn't even buy the Raven, dude. I think they had knockoff John Wick. I think was like the main thing that they had. It's like no one gives a shit about this, and then they put real John Wick in the game, you know, seasons later. So, you know, as long as the game is good, the cosmetic shit'll work itself out. It'll be fine. So that's good. That at least it's like if it was like the cosmetics suck and the game's not great, yeah, oof
1: yep. And the last thing I played was actually something I I had started via remote play. While I was on vacation, I was like, no, I want to play this on the big screen with my HomePods and all that kind of fun stuff, not on a tiny iPad. Uh, So I booted it up today, and I played a couple hours of Guardians of the Galaxy. I got to Chapter 3 so far. Uh, I'm having a great time with this game. It is like, it's five friends. Like, it it kind of reminds me of just like hanging out with the raid team, just like a bunch of friends just breaking each other's balls and giving each other crap and laughing and having fun on comms while they do Mm -hmm. life-saving, world-saving shit, so... Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. The gameplay so far looks like it could be pretty cool. I like the idea of like commanding my five or my four different squad members to like. They all have like their own d- different abilities. Like one person's good at staggering, one person's good at, at damage, one person's good at like containing people, and so like that's really cool and interesting in battles. The the big hairbands as your like ultimate huddles is is really cool during big battles. Uh, my dope. only complaint so far. And it's it's a minor complaint. It's just like Star Lord feels so heavy. He feels like like jumping. He feels like maybe it's just because I've been playing Halo and you, you know you jump and you leap everywhere. Destiny, mm-hmm. you have the jetpacks and shit like that. But like Star Lord has jetpacks, so he feels really heavy. And I feel like I'm always never going to make a jump. I feel like his jetpacks are like struggling. To, like he he feels like he should weigh 400 pounds, and he's not mobile yeah. at all. When he really he should grabs like, a lot. Yeah yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's always that same animation too. He grabs the ledge. Oh one hand down. I just fucking put my hand in an entire trash can full of shit. <laughs> 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 That's what happens in the game. He, he, there's always a trash can right below the ledge. Um, yeah. So far, I'm having a great time with it. Found out there are 16 chapters, so I am one-eighth or 12.5% of the way through the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Some are longer and shorter than others. Keep that in mind. Yep. Um, I will say, yeah, there are some upgrades you're going to get for his mobility. I don't think there's ever a sprint button, but there is stuff where it's like your sliding is a lot cooler in combat. And basically like jump and dash is he's gonna be your best friend. Yeah. Like to get to not even have to do the clamor animation. Just jump and then dash real quick and you'll you'll be fine. But yeah, I'm glad you're liking it, because that game is great. We uh we recorded ECG last week and we had five categories, and Guardians of the Galaxy won three of the five categories, or like the different things in the cat that went for the categories. I was like, holy shit. The game really is good, isn't it? Wild. Wild. Glad you're liking it.
1: Uh, Tell me about Wawidits and Pum. So I've decided,
0: since you made such a big deal about it last week, (laughs) because I've just put letters and numbers, because I know what they are, but Chad doesn't know what they are. So I've decided when I'm not playing a video game or, you know, nothing crazy, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put random shit in there that I know what it is. So you have no idea. Okay. Okay. so you Can Can probably guess guess what it is? I mean, you can guess the second one would be pretty easy. Oh, yeah.
1: Second one. Pum is is definitely peacemaker. Yeah. Even though peacemaker peacemaker technically is one word. So it would Mm -hmm. just be P. So, like, Adam P today.
0: Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't remember that. I got to put PM. Yeah, you got to put PM.
1: Uh, Well, with Dits. Worldwide duty is tops, Sam. You're talking to someone named Sam. (laughs) Could be Sam, a boy, or could be Samantha, a girl. Who knows? Mm hmm
0: neither one of those <laughs> so yes i haven't played anything uh, i just really haven't been the move see when i was like hey december i'll play everything for the game of the year and i'm like well i don't play anything except for i do have alien isolation downloaded i'm going to do that tomorrow because it'll go towards my game pass quest if i get achievements and shit so i was like i'll just wait one more day and i'll start that but i have isolation ready to play so i watched peacemaker and fucking so fucking good Fantastic. how is that show so good it's, it's it makes per- no sense like
1: james gunn him him getting like fake fired from Disney over Twitter was the best thing that happened to him. Getting able like getting swooped up by DC to do Suicide Squad and now Peacemaker and it's like I just I just want to follow him whatever he does for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And watch everything. James he does. Gunn
0: is so he's so fucking you know i was talking about i write essays like an indie dude mm-hmm. james gunn is like yeah i'm just like a weird fucking dude but they keep giving me superhero stuff so i'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> yep and it's fucking great oh my god that show if you have hbo max fucking watch it it is literally
1: fantastic i've Wonderful. watched all three but, episodes three times each i want to go back and watch I, it again they're so i just want more content and i was like well i guess i'll watch the other ones again watch this fucking eagerly. one <laughs> Love
0: fucking eagle is great Fucking Vigilante <laughs> yep. It's just James Gunn is so good as just like Here's a conversation Of two people Just like being mean Like when John Cena is On his dad's front porch Talking to the old dude Next door I'm just like Why yep. is it so Like they're just Talking shit to it. It's so fucking Or John
1: funny. Cena sitting On the bed Talking to Vigilante Outside the broken window Like that whole conversation Yeah is So good it's Like dude my dick's not out I promise <laughs> Come on You're, you're being Louis C.K. man oh, God it's fucking perfect. What I'm a ginger <laughs> <laughs> no, Louis C.K. He takes his dick out in front of people. Uh go watch that show, dude. Go watch that show, everyone. Every
0: Thursday, baby every day of the week I got something cool to do. Got Boba Fett Wednesdays, got Peacemakers Thursdays. How about Boba I'm Fett a happy man? Camper. I'm I like Boba Fett a lot. I'm too. like
1: a, a moderate Star Wars fan. I like the world of Star Wars. I don't like the Skywalker family and they're I think they're hella boring and stupid and whiny. But Star mm. Wars is, as a as a, a thought is really cool. Mandalorian, I was like meh on couple episodes that were bright spots saw Boba Fett in Mandalorian and I said I fucking hate that guy and then I found out they were doing a Boba Fett show and I said nothing in the world will make me ever want to watch that I've watched the last three episodes of Boba Fett and they're really good and mm-hmm. I like it better than Mandalorian and I'm enjoying the hell out of it and I was like what is going on what is going on you watched all Mandalorian season book. two yeah I watched all Mandalorian season two okay so here's the thing about Boba Fett I'm like
0: oh, it's Robert Rodriguez is just doing a fucking crime western. I'm like, fucking give it to me all day. Robert Rodriguez can do no wrong. And it's fucking, Tamara Morrison's just fucking being New Zealander fucking, but God, it's fucking great. Fucking love that shit. Yep. Even with those dumb fucking colorful scooters, I'm like, I'm still having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fun. That freaking uh, Wookiee
1: man. Sorry. Poo, this is not a Star Wars yeah. podcast.
0: He's fucking great. Beat the shit out of people. Biting people. Um, so, WWDITS. Once I say it, you'll be like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I finally found it. It's a series of stuff. And the first one was so hard to find. But then I was like, oh, I have Spectrum uh, fucking cable, whatever, because I have to. And there's mm-hmm. a Spectrum app with On Demand. And this movie is on Spectrum. On- it's literally the only place that it is. We this is a
1: movie. Okay, this is a movie this series. This is a movie.
0: Fuck. Yes.
1: What did it is. And it's extremely hard to find the first one.
0: But it is on Spectrum Shit. TV app if you have fucking Spectrum TV. I'm going to tell
1: you. Wonder Woman. You're not going to guess Dick and Tits, sir. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a porno starring <laughs> Wonder Woman knockoff and is nothing but titty fucking. Uh, yeah. No, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, that show is fantastic. I have that that the movie huh? like in my up next I haven't ready watched to go. The show. You can watch the show? Oh, sir.
0: Nope. I went chronological order because, again, the movie's the hardest thing to find, but yeah. I found it, watched it, fucking i love people from new zealand they're fucking so funny they're their brand uh taika Waititi, jermaine clement they're Mm -hmm. fucking great their brand of comedy is so good because it's like it's british comedy because it's sort of dry but then they actually tell jokes and they have great accents and i'll fucking watch that shit all day it's so fucking the movie was fantastic so there is the what we do in the shadows tv show which i'm getting to after i finish wellington paranormal so I've never even heard of after that. what we do in the shadows came out they're like oh it's so cool we want to do more so there's two seasons so you remember the cops from the movie that like come to the
1: house and they're I like i have seen oh, the movie yet. i've only seen the show oh my god i found out the movie existed okay. like halfway through the show and then it's been gotcha. sitting on my up next for like rent it for six dollars on tubi whatever the fuck that is
0: yeah it's again it's weird it's hard to yeah. find so in the movie there are these cop characters that come and they were like hey the movie did so good it's really fucking awesome. You guys can do a, a show in New Zealand because you know they're New Zealanders. They're like, "All right, let's do, let's do a procedural crime drama with these do, these fucking doof cops that just like do paranormal shit." They're like, "Oh, you know, this girl was acting weird and uh, we, we had to pick her up and uh, hey, we had to bring her in. And then she's like literally just possessed by the devil and like spitting fucking acid everywhere. And they're like, you're right. You're right over there. She's like, turn her head around. They're like, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't like, they do just that. have no. Fu- <laughs> they have no clue that shit is fucked up. It's so f- I, my favorite one was it was like crop circles. And they, there was like these weird alien seeds. And one of the cops puts their uh, hand in it and, like, fucking a plume of shit goes in her eyes. And she's like, oh, my God, it hurts so bad. It's awful. And then the other cop goes and does the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, why the fuck would you do that? He's like, I don't know. I just look up to you. I just wanted to. <laughs> 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 it was so fucking funny. Uh,
1: but What's yeah, that one so called? I'm gonna write Wellington
0: right Paranormal. Now. That is Wellington on HBO. Paranormal. Yeah. That one's on HBO. So I'm going to finish that. It's only two seasons of like six episodes, 20 minutes apiece. Perfect. And then I'll go to What We Do in the Shadows fully. So all I've, I haven't played anything. I've just watched fucking great TV. Love it. And movies. Yep. That's it. Fun times. And I'll play Alien Isolation from next week. So we're going to be able to talk about that and then talk about it on Barf. But all that fun New Zealand time and great comedy aside, we're going to get into our quest log.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah.
0: We're here. First up on the list, God of War Studio pushed to put games on PC. (gasps) What? What? (gasps) This is so. I'm very bad with names. I believe it's Oisin Kunke.
1: I would say Oisin Kunke.
0: Yeah, sure. From GameSpot. I'm very bad with names. I'm very sorry. Uh, in an interview with Game Informer, Corey Barlog spoke about the PC port of God of War and how PlayStation games on PC came to be. Uh this quote from Corey Barlog now. Eventually, I think I reached that tipping point when we had sent so many suggestion box suggestions that we were like, I'm tired of hearing all this. Fine, we'll do this. It's a process we're still figuring out as a company, as individual studios, how to do this and what the process and strategy will be. Basically, we're all just saying, hey, Sony, we want to put shit on PC. Can we please put it on PC? And they kept asking. And then Sony's like, Sh- shut up, fucking put it on PC. <laughs> um, again, it's kind of a jumble of a quote because he, they like asked him a question and he answered it weird. But that's what they were asking him. How did it get on PC? He said we kept asking to put it on PC, and they put it on PC. Uh, the director did note that he's unsure how soon we might see the upcoming God of War Ragnarok on PC after its console release. Right now, we're taking it one game at a time, kind of looking at each other one at each one and determining, okay, is this the best thing? We'll gauge how it does. Ultimately, it's Sony's decision. So, all that said, basically, corny bar, corny, corny <laughs> went to Sony and said, hey, we want to put stuff on PC, and again, kept bugging them. They're like, we'll, we'll let you do it. And since that has happened, we have horizon we have death stranding we have god of war and now we have uncharted and days gone so basically and days gone well okay and days gone <laughs> so <laughs> basically all this is to say is that Corey barlog is to thank for if you have a pc and you want to be able to play playstation games it seems like he was at the at the forefront of that and uh thank you very much because people have been playing god of war on pc oh fucking maxed out and the fucking to go back and play it that's mm-hmm. so pretty and so nice running 100 and fucking ten thousand frames a second in 4k and it's like oh yeah let's go baby so everyone go thank Corey barlog on twitter for letting him have a uh, playstation games on pc and i hope this means all of them will come to pc even though i have a ps5 now so it's not a huge deal but i could imagine like you know only having one console or maybe only having pc and you're like everyone's talking about how great these games are and yeah. it's like hey wait six months and you'll get it and i think that's good for everybody
1: yeah, I that this adds like a little wrinkle that I that I'm glad to hear first of all I think we're both really pro PC on this on this thing not pro PC as a gaming platform but like pro put your games on PC if you want to put your games on PC great more people to play it awesome um, uh, PC as a hardware can suck my dick but <laughs> the the wrinkle that I didn't think about was I I assumed with these releases that Sony was saying, all right, as a, as a company, Sony's deciding we're going to try to milk these franchises a little bit more, but we're giving place like we're giving console priority. So you think about like Days Gone. All right, as soon as we feel like we've sold as many as we can on console on Days Gone, then we'll put it on PC and see if we can milk it a little bit more. God of War did as much as we could on PS4 and then released on PS5. Now we're releasing it on PC. Now that the hype for Ragnarok's coming around, Try to get as much as we can. So I, th- I felt like it was like that last bit of juice they were trying to squeeze out of a franchise. But with, the, with this saying that, like, the developers were asking Sony, saying, please, can we put this shit on PC? Obviously, if they were asking Sony, and it's been happening in the last, like, couple of years, it hasn't been part of the planning process for how do we... When, when they start thinking about this game and the engine and optimizing and all that kind of stuff, they're not thinking about releasing on PC at that time, or they haven't up to now. So my brain has never been like, oh, yeah, we'll see day and date PC PlayStation titles ever. But now I'm starting to think maybe we might. It won't be for a few years because if Sony's just now starting to dip their toe in the water and figure out as a company what their policy is and their stance on it, like if they decide right now, we'll see our first day and date game maybe in like two or three years. Uh, So like, there's a a future in which this could be the case where where we get Horizon 3 or we get God of War. It won't be a a trilogy because they've already said it's going to be two games. So whatever the next one is, uh, we could very well see a, a future where playstation games are day and date on ps5 and pc and that's something that i didn't think was going to come at at all so that's cool mm-hmm.
0: like we were saying earlier in that in the first big story it's like, yeah i like when they adapt because remember microsoft was in there like hey xbox one is struggling da da. well we're going to make this subscription service and it makes us no difference where people play the game because as long as they're playing the game or aka paying for the game that's all money in our pockets. And we already fucking run PC. Everyone runs on PC right. already. We're already making money as you know. So we'll take the cut from steam or we'll put it on our own store and it's fine because everyone enjoys it and we still get paid regardless. And it's like, why don't we do this? And it's like, it makes more sense. Like it makes, I understand where you're, when it's apples to apples where it's like, well, we own this piece of hardware. So we don't want to compete and put something on the exact and another piece of hardware in that same space. But on PC, it's like it's such a huge audience, and it doesn't; those don't really cross over in that way. Where it's gonna, like, there are people who own everything. I'm one of them, right?
1: But a lot of Nintendo Switch, right? And you don't don't have two Nintendo Switches like I do, and hate both of them. Just I think they're they're both fine pieces of hardware, and I don't regret either one of them.
0: I have had every console. I did have a Switch for a very long time, Um, but like a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there who like I just have PC. And, like, if you give me the option, I will give you money for your video game. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, just do that. It's not, it going to PC and you making money on PC isn't going to take away from people buying your PlayStation 5 because those people on PC aren't going to buy it anyways. Your console, but they'll buy your game all fucking day. So just let them buy your game, make your money.
1: Make that money. Good for
0: everybody. And I just like developers like, yo, we want to do it. And they're like, all right, all right, this box outside of fucking Sony CEOs office is full <laughs> and it just says pc on it so i guess we have to do it which i think that's a little bit of a funny thing all right call of duty 2022 may be coming sooner than usual <gasps> what gas hmm. it's from se doster it gets do- all these new names
1: se doster sounds like a freaking like it like his, he should be in a painting that ages backwards or something
0: <laughs> absolutely uh this year's call of duty becoming uh, as early as october as claimed by journalist tom henderson who has built a, repu- a reputable history of leaking information surrounding call of duty and other major so yeah anytime i see leaks tom henderson's name's attached to it a lot of times uh, and a tweet on january 13th henderson reports uh, hearing rumblings that this fall's call of duty game which is presumed to be a follow-up to modern warfare in 2019 so that'd be cool to have a modern warfare sequel and a second modern warfare 2 <laughs> uh could be pushed ahead one month Early for an October release. Uh, League claims this change would be due to Call of Duty Vanguard's poor sales. Vanguard did top the PlayStation store uh, PlayStation sales chart in North uh, America and Europe, but overall sales, sales were in a decline. So yeah, that's the thing. The Vanguard still sold well, but it's like a big decline from what they had been doing. So seems seems like, like, oh, we need to put the new one out so we can maybe get some more money quickly. Henderson also added that the early launch of Call of Duty 2022 would bring a big update to war zone soon after of course every time a game comes out they change with the map change with the weapons all that good stuff uh, other rumored details regarding call of duty 2022 include a story focusing on colombian drug cartels a moral compass system and a Warzone uh war a war zone map that includes classic locations uh afghan quarry terminal trailer park from the original modern warfare 2. so we're supposedly getting it early modern warfare 2 seems to be the move and they're like, let's just get this out because people aren't super happy with Vanguard. So I've got two questions for you. First of all, of course, how do you think about the story and everything? How has Vanguard gone for you? Because I remember you bought it and you were really big on it. But yeah, I haven't really heard anything since then. And I don't know anybody who's like really like, oh my God, Vanguard's so great. But I don't know, Have how, how, you know, answer those questions for
1: me. I, Vanguard, as I mentioned, when I played it along uh, back when it launched, it was the first Call of Duty g- campaign that I think I ever remember playing. I might have played one a long time ago on PS2 somewhere but or something. But Vanguard is the first one I played, and I really enjoyed that campaign. As short as it was, and it kind of like the climax of it was where I wanted the game to kind of go and continue on, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I played the multiplayer like a little bit when it came out, and I haven't even played the new Warzone map in that came out with its kind of simultaneous release there. But I think part of that is just because like it's not the gaming meta right now. Like, nobody else is playing it, and I'm and so I'm not seeing mm-hmm. other people streaming it or playing it, and therefore I want to go play it and get rewards and, and get all the cool stuff in the Battle Pass. I think the meta right now is Halo, and that's what everyone's playing, and that's what everyone's working towards. So I think, like, that's, that's what I tend to, to gravitate towards. And as I mentioned when I was talking about playing Halo today, like, I don't play these things, I don't play these multiplayer modes by myself. It's not something that I enjoy doing necessarily by myself most of the time. Uh, So I usually just play what other people are playing and it happens to be Halo right now. Which is, I guess, exactly what uh, Activision is saying is that most people aren't playing Vanguard right now or not buying Vanguard. So they're saying, shit, we need to make more money before the end of next year. Let's give it a whole other month. You know what's crazy about this, this past year, is that we had a Call of Duty game
0: and we had a Battlefield game and we had Halo trying to come back from obscurity. And Halo blew those fucking games out of the water. Yeah. That is wild. I was like, I was like, hey, I really thought Halo was going to be in trouble. And it's just like, no, nah, these other games suck. And Halo's actually good. <laughs> you know Look what? I think that. it's, I, I
1: honestly think it's the free to play, man. Like, that helps a lot. That's, I, Battlefield, I was actually kind of pumped for, but I wasn't going to pay Me too. all that money for something that, like, a franchise that I hadn't had any previous good experience with, but I was excited for the new one. And so, like, if that were free to play, I totally would have jumped into that week one. If, Oh, yeah. uh, In three months when it goes
0: to Game Pass because mm-hmm. of EA Play, I'll play Battlefield then, but I'm not paying $70 for fucking Battlefield. I'm exactly. sorry.
1: I would have if everyone was hyped on it, but everyone said it wasn't great. So right. I was like, I'm, I'll wait. That being said, I'm with you. I played Halo. I bought Game Pass so I could continue playing the Halo campaign. Which, weirdly enough, like I played it for like a couple hours one day and then I haven't touched it ever since. So I think that I'm just like, I'm gonna wait until I can play that co-op with, with my boys. Um, mm-hmm. But and then I bought the game. I bought the battle pass for it, even though I don't really love the cosmetics. I just like I want to support that game and, and make sure that it's able to succeed and do cool things because I'm having a blast with it. Dope, dope, dope. But Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, Modern Warfare two. For me, I, I have no history with the Modern Warfare games at all. Mm-hmm. Like zero history, other than just seeing trailers. And Kevin Spacey yeah. was. In I just remember one, right? that's. I don't know.
0: Spacey was in Advanced Warfare. It was like, he Advanced? Like, okay. um, yeah, but I just like. Because remember, this is when Warzone came out, was in the first Modern Warfare. I yeah, I think that's right. I don't think I'm wrong. I think Warzone was original. Yeah, because Black You're Ops right. 4 had a version of Battle Royale, but it wasn't Warzone. Uh so that'd be cool to see them go back to that like original map and those original weapons or whatever of uh in Modern Warfare 2, or a more modern take on that map. Uh because yeah, I loved Warzone then. I just haven't played it in a very long time. Um and again, I won't buy this game because I don't buy Call of Duty games anymore. But I would love to play Warzone if it was fun. So, plus for me, yeah, good for Activision. They're like, hey, let's not fuck it up. Let's go back to what works.
1: Yep, it'll Uh, come. And it's funny, it'll come back around. Like Warzone will eventually be the meta again. You know, when Halo Mm -hmm. is like in the at the tail end of one of its seasons, and everyone's kind of played out on it for for now, and Warzone launches something. I guess a new map wasn't enough to pull people back in, but it'll launch something new that'll bring people back in for a couple of weeks, and we'll play some.
0: And expectations is just funny because, yeah, it was literally still one of the best selling games of the year. Yeah. But it's just like not good enough, though. Yep. It's like you got a huge donger, but it's not big enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most people tell you it hurts, but I need more. It's just a little bit more. <laughs> uh, fun thing. Speaking of a little bit more. Sorry, fun thing that oh, I ahead. looked up uh, while you were reading the info from the story. S.E. Doster uh, is a dope mm-hmm. individual on Twitter who uh does is an author of lgbtq stories does call of duty bylines for GameSpot, and uh has some really dope geeky acrylics his name in the business they're like little funko pop collaborations of like dope statues Ooh. and shit like that so they sound like a really cool person that you should go and support their work if you're interested in that kind of stuff okay <laughs> yeah, you're like let me look up this awesome name right yeah, I just <laughs> and see, what, see what's up with them it's cool
0: that is cool uh but yeah you know what else is cool Kirby, 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 he's a hell of a guy. Kirby, Remember that show
1: on Fox Kids? No. See, when you wrote, the, when you, I read this headline in here. I thought of the Donkey Kong 64 theme song. And mm-hmm. in that theme song, there's part of it that goes, uh, I think they're talking about Donkey Kong. And they said, he's one hell of a guy. That was the first time I ever thought I was going to get in trouble for cursing. I didn't curse, but I was watching a video game at my friend Clark's house, and it said hell in it. And I thought somehow my parents were going to know that I was playing a video game that said hell, (laughs) and I was going to get in so much trouble. They're going to come beat your ass. (laughs) But no, I want you to, while I'm
0: reading this story, Mm -hmm. look up Kirby... Like kids show or TV show, it was on Fox Kids. Oh yeah, he He was a chef. I watched that show. Yeah, Kirby Kirby, Kirby, he's a hell of a guy. They Uh, said hell in that show's song. I have no idea. Maybe maybe they said heck.
1: (laughs) I remember hell. That's what Adam remembers.
0: Uh, so Kirby and the Forgotten Land release date is March 25th, 2022, and we'll celebrate 30 years of the Kirby series. Uh, the trailer also shows off co-op and action, as well as a variety of Kirby's copy abilities. So this is the game that was showed last year that looks like Kirby Last of Us, Kirby in the Apocalypse. We had a video and we have dates and it was such a soon release date. They're like, oh, by the way, it comes out in two months. So Showcased in the video is the new Drill and Ranger copy abilities. The Drill copy ability allows Kirby to submerge into the ground and attack enemies from below. The Ranger, meanwhile, is a long-range ability that allows you to attack faraway enemies. Uh, Should you wish to go into a Forgotten Lands with a buddy, a co-op partner can play as Bandana Waddle-D. Nintendo notes that co-op is a single system, multiplayer only. Couch co-op, no online. So, we got a cool video. We saw that game that looked really weird for Kirby, but actually kind of cool, and comes out in March. So... I believe that should be the first big Nintendo game of the year, and I think it looks well. RCS comes out very soon, but one of the early good uh, big games for Switch, and I think it actually looks pretty cool.
1: Uh, I'm down with that. It honestly, like, it's looking more and more to me like the Mario 64 version of Kirby. Like, it's it's exploring mm-hmm. that 3D space for the first time. It looks really cool. The co-op doesn't really. It looks. Like with with Bandana Waddle Dee, it looks like, you know, the 3D Mario co-ops where, oh, you could be a star in Mario Galaxy and collect things and shoot shit at Goombas, but you don't actually get to play the game. Or you get to control Cappy or whatever it is in Mm. in that one. It doesn't look like a real two grown adult people playing co-op in this game. But then again, that's the other thing about the Kirby franchise is that traditionally it is not for grown adult people. It is very much a little baby kids game. So it looks cool. But I'm worried that I'm not going to want to play it at all. Yeah. Here's the question, though.
0: We'll have fun with this. What do you think will have a higher Metacritic? Kirby and the Forgotten Land or Pokemon Arceus?
1: Oh, I think it's Kirby without a fucking doubt. Kirby, Kirby games, I feel like, do really well on Metacritic. So I feel like that's going to beat it out.
0: I feel like Arceus is going to be like a 76 on Metacritic or some shit like that. I have a feeling it's not going to blow people out of the water. And I think Kirby, they're like, oh, this is really cool for a Kirby game. And people were like, this is not what I want from Pokemon. So yeah. I think that Kirby will absolutely review better.
1: And the Pokemon Legends Arceus, like they, they just showed off a couple of new things last week too. And all the headlines that I'm seeing is like, this game, there's no excuse for this game to look this bad. Like graphically, they're talking about mm-hmm. how bad the graphics look. And the whole time, I was like, it doesn't look that bad. But I've been looking at the Pokemon, like the character models the whole time. I've been following them. Mm-hmm. And then I just, just shifted my focus to the environment. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that grass and those rocks look like fucking Mario 64-ass textures. And they're awful. Those three trees look bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, in that same Pokemon thing, like hopefully the gameplay hooks you enough and you don't even give a shit. No,
0: it doesn't matter. We'll see. But, yeah, I, my bet's on Kirby. If anyone wants to take that bet yeah. with me, I will bet you $5 that is open to two people. <laughs> so I only lose $10 or win $10. Uh, so, yeah, Kirby will review better than Pokemon. I want
1: to I wanna read you uh, some Kirby lyrics. Yeah, let's go so, for it. So, first of all, Kirby, 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 hell of a guy song. I, I just searched that in Google. Came mm-hmm. up with nothing. The Kirby right back at you theme song. Yeah. I think is what you were remembering because it starts out with Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. That's a name you should know. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. He's the star of the show. He's more than you think. Mm-hmm. He's got maximum pink. That's a wizard leaf they're talking about right there. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's the one. Right back at you, take your best shot, He's, give it all that you've got, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about hell in there at all, but uh-huh. there is a song called Kirby by an artist named Z03, sorry, Z03. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even clicked onto this link. I can just read the preview in Google, and it says, Bitch, suck my dick like she Kirby. Kirby, bitch on my dick because she's curvy. I don't give a fuck if you got a man. And then that's where the preview ends. And so that's probably what you were thinking
0: of. It's a mix of those two. It's a <laughs> it's, mix of the kids show the and that dude's rap. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, remember, uh, He's a heck of a guy and he's the one you should try. I don't fucking know. but I remember the Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. That They get you with that repetition. Kirby, yeah. Kirby, Kirby. Boom. I'm there. That show was insane. Uh, King Ddd was like, Made a deal with an Eldritch God. And he was like, here's my credit card. Send me monsters every week to kill Kirby. (laughs) But it was like, these are literal monsters from another dimension. And he's like, I don't care. I'm King DDD. Send them. And he was like, Southern? It was fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. wild. It's crazy. Hitman 3. We got some year two news. And a lot of good stuff. This is from multiple stories from GameSpot. So, the Hitman Trilogy which includes three games, all three games in the World Assassination Series, so Hitman 1, 2, 3, will come to Xbox Game Pass on January 20th uh, as part of the company's year two reveal. It will also be available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Epic Games Store, blah, 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 everywhere. So um, I did have this talk because I was like, I fucking loved Hitman 3. Again, it was uh, my number two game of the year. And I was like, hey, this game is great, but I also had already had access to all of the maps and everything so i had so much content to do and but if you didn't it was kind of hard because like when the game originally launched it was like hitman 3 here's stuff for hitman 3 if you want the old stuff it's like you gotta buy the games piecemeal it was like 50 bucks a piece it's very difficult also because all three games were published by different people so i'm like i'm sure there's some weird like this person owns the right they don't want to go on sale this person everyone made it difficult yeah but now a year later hitman trilogy and it's on Game Pass, so if you got Game Pass, you literally can't complain. Download and play it. Game of the year, from some people would say. Uh, let's see. So we're excited. This is from uh, IO. We're excited to fully to welcome a new wave of players. And enjoy the full trilogy through new platforms and services. Um, so we've got that. They're all coming out. Everyone play them. If you have Game Pass, absolutely play it. So they also announced some Year Two stuff. Which Year Two begins on January twentieth when it comes out on every console. And the Game Pass as well. So, IO Interactive provided further details on PC ray tracing features, which will come in late 2022. VR support, which I believe is very soon. And elusive target arcade mode that will be added to Hitman 3. So,
1: I was thinking, um, like, with VR support, do you think mm -hmm. this is basically Assassination Murder Simulator? Like, more so yeah. than, like, you know, a military shooter. This is, like, you're sneaking up to people and slitting throats and shoving them in dumpsters. And I was trying to think of, like, are there, for your own mental stability and well-being, are there worse games than Hitman that should be in VR to basically train you to become a serial killer? I was thinking maybe Manhunt, the old game Manhunt that mm-hmm. was, like, banned. And we put back when people
0: said and shit. Yeah. Um, I have seen a video of the Hitman VR where <laughs> it's just, like, a dude, like, holding a hammer. And he's just like waving it back and forth, and just clonks the dude in the back of the head with (laughs) it, knocks him out. That was pretty funny. Uh, I think it's more of a goof than a than a a murder simulator. (laughs) So I'm just gonna talk real quick about some year two stuff because I fucking love this game. Elusive targets arcade mode, Uh, similar to how elusive targets uh, missions operate in the past. Uh, agent 47 will have one chance to execute a mark so elusive targets was limited time mode here's sean bean you have a week to kill him you get one chance to kill sean bean then he's gone for a year or whatever so elusive target arcade similar to that except for now each contract has to be taking down consecutive elusive targets with the challenge escalating from target to target if you fail to take down someone who's been marked for assassination you have to wait 12 hours before you can attempt a new run so it's like hey here are these very specific contracts you can do. You do them in succession, and if you fail, you are got to wait 12 hours. It's not you're locked out forever, but you get one chance per. They stack on each other, and if you fail, you got to wait half a day. So uh, that mode is a permanent addition to Hitman 3. won't be a time-limited exclusive like in the past, um, and as the year continues, more and more will be added, so you'll have more and more of these kind of roguelike-ish missions to go on.
1: Is the traditional really cool. elusive target still going to be a thing and then arcade is its own separate thing that you can always like retry every 12 hours? Or is regular elusive targets going away in favor of arcade?
0: Um, I don't know. So I know that elusive targets is in the game now. Like if I went and played Hitman 3 right now, elusive targets aren't there. And they're just old ones that get recycled. So maybe this is an addition. Not these it. ones are permanent. Like you can always do these whenever you want to, but the other ones probably still rotate. I have, they have been doing, if I had to guess. There is... One more new game mode. This one's actually a roguelike. So, described as a roguelike twist on the Hitman formula, Freelancer mode pits Agent 47 against a new organization that has begun to move across the world. 47 will need to take care of the Syndicate, working his way through foot soldiers of the group before finally eliminating the leader. To make matters more complex, 47 won't know who the leader is, and the shadowy figure is flanked by NPCs who can alert the leader to 47's pre- presence, resulting in evacuating the area. Uh, To take down the Cabal, players will be able to explore Agent 47's safe house and build an arsenal. Any gear equipped can be stored here, but any equipment dropped or abandoned during a mission is lost forever. Uh, 47 can restock by paying a visit to suppliers within a stage. Each mission can be tackled anywhere the player chooses. So, basically, this is their roguelike thing. It's like, hey, you have a base? You have your weapons on you. Don't lose them because they'll be gone forever. And just go into a mission and try to figure out who you need to take out. Take them out, come back to your base, upgrade your base, buy fucking couches, do all that shit, and just play this mode and cycle through it over and over again. So, as a big Hitman fan, sounds like a cool year too. I like the new yeah. content, and there's a new map as well that all that's saying right now. It's called Rocky.
1: This is, this to me, is like, it's giving me strong GTA online things. Like mm-hmm. feelings where it's it's a platform, you know, you have they're now you buy one game and you have all the games in that other game, so you don't have to worry about having multiple things, but then they're just like they're expanding with different types of things within that platform, different types of experiences you can do. You've got the base building type stuff. Like it it sounds like it sounds like this is like Assassination GTA online and this is kinda cool. Mm-hmm. Well single player, obviously. It's not unless it is is it is there some kind of multiplayer component to this i think
0: it's single player they they had a multiplayer mode in the last one they took it out for this one so it's all single player but there's like leaderboards and shit but yeah it's all single player that's cool it's very cool excited and if you haven't played it yet and you have game pass shut the fuck up and play the video game (laughs) (sighs) speaking of shutting up segment from adam oh I'm here. Segment from Adam.
1: Adam segment. It's free for everyone who's involved.
0: I can still smell this leather. All right. <laughs> I've got something fun for you to do. Okay. okay. We're going to play Armchair Game Developer. Ooh. This is where you are a dude with money and you're like, I want a video game made. You get to pick the game type, you get to pick the game studio. You're okay. going to create this video game with your resources. And okay. you got to make sure it's good because if it's not, you're executed.
1: Oh shit.
0: If it goes below a 70 on Metacritic, you're done. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay.
1: Okay. It's
0: the price of power. So maybe this will sound fun and familiar. I need you. Hey, hold on a second. I'm big executive man here. <gasps> executive man has showed up. <laughs> wearing oh, a hat shit. over headphones. Game developer go. boy.
1: I'm hey Big buddy. Rich Developer Money Boy. Yeah, Hey
0: there, Big Rich. Hey! Uh, I'm here. There's this new awesome thing. Have you seen it? John Cena is in his underwear, and it's fucking great. I need you to make me a peacemaker video game.
1: Peacemaker uh, video game, got it.
0: Go for it. Give me the studio. Give me the pitch. You're going to armchair game right, developer this, year. Here's perhaps. what it has to be.
1: One, we get several glimpses of John Cena's butt in this thing, and a little bit... Mm. Of his see-through dick through his tidy whiteys. You gotta keep that. You can't have a first person perspective game, Peacemaker. You gotta see John Cena. You also have you have to get John Cena. You cannot just have like uh, an off brand strong man. Mm. Like this has to be related to the world of the HBO show Peacemaker. So we can't be first person. We got to have third person action, like over the shoulder action. You got to be okay. close enough that you can see those buns, those strong yeah. buns. You got to have the hospital gown as an alternate costume. Like a, a like, <laughs> like you can run around doing all this shit while also looking at his ass the entire time. This game is literally Absolutely. just about John Cena's ass the whole game. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, but no, it's it's got to be a third person perspective over the shoulder. Again, John Cena, we got to have, I know they're working on a lot of things. But this is an insomniac ass game. Pause. This is a this is a sucker punch game. Oh. This is a sucker punch game. Peacemaker is adult. He's fucking a woman with a mane who's a butterfly in her mm-hmm. brain. Like that like there's some adult themes, and I feel like sucker punch with infamous was a lot grittier and has that capability whereas insomniac you know they got friendly neighborhood spider-man they got ratchet and clanky banky dank and they got yeah, there's you know, no
0: cooking in the insomniac world right
1: exactly so okay so this is a sucker punch game it's obviously going to be a sony first party exclusive um and yeah there has to be a skin where you can play in a hospital gown and see his butt and mm-hmm. His powers are linked to your helmet. So you get different helmets from his horrible dad. Holy shit. But yeah, that's going to be your different powers that you swap in out with your helmets. Um, maybe it. Oh, maybe his dad is the villain. Maybe Twilers, his dad is the villain in the, the show, game. too. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe his dad yeah. is the villain in the game. Oh, what a good. See, there you go. You can have this like whole family dynamic. Mm-hmm. In the game, that'll make for a really touching narrative, which is bread and butter for Sony. You know, those narrative-driven games. Okay, okay. Studio, game type. Um, no microtransactions. Okay. No microtransactions, but we will I mean, we could with it. We, we, could, we could make money. But, you know, we're, we're Sony first party. We don't do that. No microtransactions. It is a full $70 game. You can buy mm-hmm. the PS3 version for thirty dollars and upgrade to the oh, PS5 version for sixty dollars. So you can choose uh-huh. to buy it for ninety dollars total. For ninety dollars, if you yeah. want to play it on PS3 first, and then when you get a PS5, you play it there. Um, gotcha. So that we'll do that. And uh, what else do we need? I feel like that. I feel like that's gold right there. Just like an action adventure game where you switch out John Cena's helmets. I like it. Yeah, you switch out John Cena's helmets. You have range attacks in the form of eagle. And mm-hmm. you just fucking drive that one on the car. Yeah, and drive around the car a little bit. You do some cool driving. Mm-hmm. You have a cast of characters that are fun. They're giving you side missions, Spider Man style. Die Beard. Yep, yep Die Beard. Yep. That's it. That's the game. We did it. I like it. We can make that work.
0: Um, okay, I'll go ahead and let you. It was a good meeting. Oh! Surprise, there's another executive here. Oh no, don't get out of your armchair yet. Oh, I got shit! another one for you. Speak of the devil. Oh, look at backwards It's a different guy now.
1: I'm a different guy. My name is we- Judd. <laughs> hey Judd,
0: I got a, hey. a thing for you. I need you to armchair game developer a game for me. You know what? I just got off the phone with Jermaine and Tyka. They said, Hey, what are you doing? What are we doing in the shadows? What are we doing in the video game? what we do in the shadows video game what do you got for me
1: okay what we do in the shadows is castlevania it is 2d metroidvania game you unlo- mm-hmm. you have to free your different vampire maybe you maybe you start as one of the vampire characters you go around the mansion and the basement and the crypts and all that kind of shit and you're like waking up your other vampire friends out of their slumber Mm -hmm, and so all the other vampires you're waking them up doing goofy things and then you like you can start to access different parts of the castle based on the thing like when when uh, i can't remember his name but the guy who just screams bat and turns into a bat (laughs) like that's how you that's how you like that's your double jump whenever you finally find that guy wake him up and you can swap out your character and say bat and turn into a bat and and fly up there um so yeah 2d metroidvania style and it's ba- it's basically just a reskinned Castlevania. That's it.
0: Yeah, just Castlevania with different characters yep. in it. I like with this that.
1: one, we're going to sell NFTs. The okay. entire game will be available as an NFT for seventy-one dollars, mm-hmm. or you can buy the game as a non-NFT for seventy dollars. But only one person okay. gets the NFT version for $71. Yeah, only
0: one person gets that yeah. main version in the blockchain. Understandable. Well, it's
1: technically not available for seventy-one dollars. It's available for point zero zero three five uh, Ethereum on the blockchain. Mm. Gotcha. Yep.
0: That's how that works. But that equates to $71. Mm-hmm. My idea for what we do in the shadows is just give me a fucking, a, either a dating simulator or a fucking, a Telltale game. Just like <sighs> give me that. silly jokes and you just like walk around the office with the vampires.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. Whatever. <laughs> fucking dumb does, shit. Does the energy vampire exist in the movie? Ah, oh, fuck. He's
0: yes. not in the first movie. Okay. No, Energy I know I've heard about Energy Vampire Boy but he is not in the first movie.
1: <laughs> what is his name? I'm ready to watch him. Robinson, Craig Robinson? No, not that's that's the guy from the office.
0: Yeah, that's the actor. Yeah.
1: Energy Vampire, Colin. Colin <laughs> Robinson. He's just so fucking oh. perfect. <laughs> He's Love it.
0: Very nice. So yeah, I just I just imagine like, you know, like the the visual novel art style and it's just those fucking dorks are like hey come back to the mansion with me you're eating worms you you'll get that did they do they do that in the show I don't the think I've ever seen them thing? eat worms no no so i think they because it's in the lost boys or whatever but they bring people over before they eat them and they're like eating spaghetti he's like you're eating worms now <laughs> are, oh my god i'm eating worms and they freak out and shit and it's so fucking funny because he can hypnotize people that's just that's one of the vampires power got it and they're just he's just like they're like dude don't eat the worms don't eat the worms don't eat the worms dude or he's like hey just if he offers you spaghetti don't eat it don't eat it don't eat it because you're gonna think it's worms it's fucking funny it's great uh anyways great stuff
1: yeah i'm things, in i'm done
0: you've made two video games
1: perfect god people say this is hard but like i just did it in what was that four minutes five minutes yeah, no time, idiots. It's time for game on game show. The game on game show. We play a game called game on the gaming show on game show. Game 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 game. This week, we have one that requires some audience participation. Oh, so it's gonna, it's not going to be resolved today. It's going to be resolved over the course of the week. And this game is called "Gonna come in here, gonna kick my ass." That's this week's game, and uh, we are going to pit two. Video game characters against each other and figure out which one would win in a fight. Mm -hmm. Now, I've asked you to prepare. I've given you just like the objective. Give me a video game character that would win in a fight. I didn't tell you who it was against and three Mm -hmm. reasons why. So like we're coming with like here is their skill set. I've done the same. I don't know who you picked. I've picked a character and said this is their skill set and why I think they would win in a fight with most people. So we'll reveal those objective things and then we might make some arguments back and forth for, for a minute or two about like why my character might specifically beat your character's ass.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: probably the only side of that argument we need to, to look at. And then we'll open it up to a Twitter poll over the course of the week. We'll clip out this. I'll, See, I'll, I'll like clip out this with our arguments in it, put it on Twitter and say, hey, vote in the poll in response to this. Who would win? Who's going to come in here and he's going to kick my ass? That's what we're trying to figure out. So, Adam, as the, as the guest, I'm going to let you go first and reveal your character that you've chosen to come in here and kick my ass, my character's ass, and mm-hmm. why you think they would be great.
0: So, funny thing is I wrote down these. Again, I'm being cryptic. I wrote down mm-hmm. a bunch of initials, and I forgot what all but one of these are. <laughs> No, I remember the last two. I'm not going to use those because those are stupid. Okay. Now that I really understand what we're going through. I know what number one is. I cannot remember for the life of me what CPT stands for. (laughs) I can't. Cardboard paper I I have no idea what it is. So we're going to go with number one. And I am bringing to the table. And here's the funny thing is I've only played one of these games. I did not like it. And I'm sure there's a bunch of lore out there. So you nerds have fun with this. I want Mickey Mouse from the Kingdom Hearts series.
1: Oh, shit. All That's Mickey Mouse. All King Mickey.
0: King Mickey. That's right. what I'm going with. That's uh, my fighter.
1: What makes you think Mickey would be a great fighter?
0: Here's the thing. <laughs> it's a little bit of a cheat, but it's great. So, okay. he's a king, first of all. He is talking. a king, yeah. He's he's ancient. There's that really funny meme of him saying like... "If I think it's like Kingdom Heart quotes out of context where he's like... I know what darkness is, or whatever fucking weird shit he <laughs> says. It's fucking really funny. But here's my main thing, right? Mickey Mouse is a cartoon character, mm-hmm. so you already got cartoon logic, where it's just bullshit, where it's like, okay, oh, I'm just invincible right. because I'm a fucking cartoon. Cartoon logic, number one, you can do bullshit, doesn't make sense. Number two, he's a he's a a Square Enix character, so he's fucking anime as shit. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta throw in mm-hmm. those anime rules. He has cartoon logic and now he has anime logic where it's like if your friends are there cheering you on you can literally punch god in the face it doesn't matter because it's anime and that's what we do <laughs> and then number three is he's king mickey right he's a king and he kills people with a key he has a key sword and he kills people with a he cuts people with a blunt object
1: i i cannot I mean, what else do you want we might get some some twitter hate about this i cannot confirm or deny whether Mick, king mickey actually does wield a key I know that Sora sure wields a Keyblade, but I also know that there are like 12,000 different types. Like there's a Beauty and the Beast Rose Keyblade. And she's like, so like, do other people have? Mm. I don't know. Um, Again, uh, I'm not a dork. I've only played one of these games. I yeah, did not too. like
0: it. But I'm assuming Mickey Mouse has a Keyblade at some point. Okay. So okay. that's his weapon. He's, yeah, he cuts he's got people with a magic. blunt
1: object. Yeah. Now, I think he's a good fighter. Now here's the reason. Now here's my character and why mm. they are a great fighter. I chose... I already forgot how to say his name. Raz? Raz? From Psychonauts? Mm Mm-hmm. So I chose Raz from Psychonauts. Again, I've only played one game. I didn't really like it. And I haven't played the rest of the series. So again, just like you, there might be some lore out there that I don't know. But here's a couple of things about why he's a great fighter. One, first and foremost, he's just going to fucking go inside your brain and make you not want to fight at all. Or maybe even turns Mm -hmm. you into an ally and maybe makes you punch yourself. Ever thought about that? Possible. Number two, comes from a very acrobatic family. Can do all sorts of dips and dodges Matrix style. Number three. He's spry as fuck. This bitch is ugly. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> look at this game, but he is ugly. And I played through that entire game going, like, I don't like looking at this game. And can you imagine if you had to focus all of your energy and attention onto that thing and look at it? Well you had to punch it? You, you know you're gonna be like, oh, oh God! I have to, oh, shield my eyes. I have to look away. It's so ugly, and that is a great distraction for him to like sneak around. Like it's, it's like the, it's like the Blair Witch. Raz is the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you're dead. So you're constantly looking away. Don't look directly at it. Look at it through a camera lens or something like that. So you yeah. don't throw up. So it's really good for him to be able to like sneak around and, and kill people. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to help you. But you've left out
0: that he has psychic powers, which is a
1: big one. <laughs> you would I, think. I feel like that's like, that's what, well, no, going into your brain and then also psychic powers. You're right. Those are two different things. Yeah, different it's like things.
0: pyrokinesis and mind blast. Right. And he has the big hand he can punch you with.
1: I, and he can make I mean, a copy of himself you. and shit. I totally forgot about all those powers.
0: Yeah. You're right. Those are like physical powers in the real world. He can hit hurt you. So he,
1: so. But he doesn't need those because he can go in your brain so and fix your logic. That's and true. cure your drunkenness and change and how you fix feel your yep. daddy issues mm-hmm. and then you don't even want to fight him and then that's when he says don't look at me i'll slit your throat
0: <laughs> but think think about this how truly awful do you think it is inside of the mind of king mickey Raz might just die king there. Mickey <laughs>
1: has seen some shit
0: yeah he just takes it i just please everyone look out kingdom hearts quotes out of context because it's just the funny it's just mickey mouse with the hood on he's like i've seen the darkness (laughs) it's fucking wild i think it's a good fight i think this is a good solid fight yeah
1: that's that's gonna be an interesting one who ends up winning that battle so we'll put that on twitter we'll put it up as a poll i'll make the poll last several days And then we'll revisit who the winner is next week when we record. What
0: is CPT?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck did you write? What were the other ones? They're FPM or whatever? What were all of those One was
0: PUBG PUBG player character and then was Fortnite player character. Okay. Character player player... Tonga. No. No. It's someone's initials. It's like first initial and PT is like their middle. I don't remember. Cat. It's Mickey Mouse. Toad. No? No. It's Mickey Mouse. I got Mickey Mouse. That's who I brought. It's going to fucking kill me.
1: Okay. I can't help you there. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. Cold. Cold. Poodle tears. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. That's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for our podcast. Episode 241 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you are our shining star. You are... Baby, you are my shining star. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. Um, you have some homework. As, as always, go to patreon.com slash respawn fire. Head there to vote on what barf next month will be. If today is the 17th, it is about time for me to put up a poll. I'm going to remind me in one hour to put a poll up on Patreon. That is going to happen today. So as you're listening to this okay. tomorrow morning, you will uh, be able to vote for what our barf game is for February. And uh, we're also playing for Bart Backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. We are playing Alien Isolation. You all voted, and that was one of the three games you chose. So uh, Adam rolled a six-sided die, and it said, you shall play the scary one. So mm-hmm. we are playing the scary one, for better or for worse. So head to patreon.com slash fire. Vote on the game. Get dope wallpapers. Give a dog a bone. That's it. That's it for our episode. Until next week, everybody, here's our usual sign off.